too deep. Happy 420, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Very excited about this 420-centric episode. We're talking to Koala Puffs today. As you probably know her online, maybe you know her as Angela in her real human persona. But she's an amazing YouTuber and content creator that is really making waves in the cannabis community. We talk all about that. We talk about her uh, being born in Ukraine in a conservative household and how that has gotten her to living in Los Angeles with three dogs, smoking weed all day, every day, and making it accessible and educational for uh, young people, old people, everyone. She just has such a lovely energy. I like everything that she's up to and things that she's doing in a world that I don't really know much about. So it was educational for me, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Koala Puffs. How appropriate. Okay, Koala Puffs is here, aka Angela, aka Koala Puffs, all these things. I am so excited that you're here. I have a billion questions. I think you're such a fascinating person. Um, and the way I like to kind of start things with people that have a very um, interesting brand and world is by asking, what's your deal? <laughs> I really like smoking weed, Grace. <laughs> I've gathered that much, but I think that you're doing something really cool. So for some people that don't know who you are at all, like how do you describe what you what you do and, and what you create? Um, I describe that I create skits and YouTube videos that are all uh, related to cannabis in some way so that people that um, smoke can have a really safe place and kind of fun and educational escape to get to because a lot of people don't have uh, accepting friends and households that are cool for 20 lifestyle. So yeah, it's so interesting to me because when I look at your your social media, it's a lot, which is very fun. But it's also uh, it's just very fun and silly. And also there's a lot of focus on like acceptance, like you said, and like education, and providing a safe space for people. Uh, because, you know, I grew up with D.A.R.E. programs with all of that bullshit that really tries to make marijuana this demon devil creature that once it infests your life, you're ruined for the rest of your days. And I think you're doing a really fun job of just making it normal, for lack of a better word. I feel like uh, it should be normal. Like, I mean, we... Yeah, people drink online all the time. And I feel like there's some weird dichotomy between like smoking and drinking that like one is totally fine and the other is very salacious and scandalous. And I like that you're just like, here it is, all of it out loud. Um, how did you get into this? Because I read that you've only started smoking like four years ago. Is that true? Yeah. So I tried smoking uh, when I was 18 and it just I smoked with a person that didn't do a very good job educating me on cannabis, didn't prepare me for what I'm going to feel and what I'm going to go through. Right. Um, gave, gave me too much THC. So I had a very bad experience and kind of had a bad mindset on it and was one of those people that really just didn't want to be around it, didn't want to talk to my friends about it, even if they were smoking weed. I just kind of kept myself away from it. Yeah. Uh, then four years ago... Um, I started, you know, hanging out with people that smoke weed and they kind of introduced me to it again. And I 
it changed my life. I used to have a really hard time eating, so it mm-hmm. helped with the appetite. I never considered myself a creative person, and now I can't stop the creativity from. I've noticed it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, became much more. Once I started my account, I became much more accepting of myself. I I had a very tough upbringing, and mm-hmm. um, I was very bullied, very judged, very blamed everything on from mm. friends to family. And I don't want people to feel that way. And I wanted people to, even if it started with just cannabis, you know, um, to not feel judged for anything, for being weird, for being yeah. loud, for having, you know, I don't know, for just wanting to smoke. For having- yeah. I think I- that's, I think that's very, very lovely. And I think that's one of the things that people don't talk about around weed so much is like the beneficial things it does for you. Even just talking about like eating and talking about like creativity, everyone looks at it as this like thing that's going to uh, decrease all of that and take that all away from you. And you're just going to become some like potato on a couch and hope for the best. Um, What was it about this like time four years ago that changed it for you was it just that it was presented by people that cared more or that it just was like handled more gently it was all of the above it was the environment which I think Mm -hmm. is extremely important I think um doing any kind I think even drinking around people that give you bad energy creates a bad atmosphere a bad association yeah yeah, absolutely. So it was the group of people that were getting me back into it. They were very, very like go at your own pace, not too forceful, but also like very educational. Like you're going to have dry mouth. You're going to have the munchies. Yeah. You're going to feel everything. Like it's not weird. Like except right. that, you know? Um, uh, and yeah, I remember the first meal I had after I like got really high and I knew that the munchies were normal. And I was like, I want to yeah. eat like this all the time. <laughs> yeah. And, and my friends were like, you're eating like a baby dinosaur. We love that. Like <laughs> new people start smoking weed and go through this excitement phase. Yeah. And that made me feel so okay about the way that I was feeling and going through it. And that people knew that I was high, but it was fine. Like it wasn't. Yeah, yeah was it was accepted. Yeah, I was born and raised in Ukraine, so I come from where, like, everything is frowned upon. Like, Jeez. like before marriage, you was frowned upon when I lived in, lived in Ukraine still. Wow. Because, you know? you, yeah, you were born and raised in Ukraine, and you moved here when you were, like, 11, 10? Mm-hmm. Okay. 11 in 2005. Which, Which is such a huge shift. Uh, you moved here, and so, obviously, there's it's night and day, I'm sure, for you. Uh, moving here and then introducing years later all of this into your world what and now even you smoke with your mom which blows my mind and is like the cutest thing I've ever seen I I have so many questions around that like how did how did coming from Ukraine with uh, presumably like parents that are probably more strict and rigid evolve into now you have a, a weed brand and your mom smokes with you sometimes Listen, risks had to be made. (laughs) It was tough. I mean, uh, my mom and I had to go to therapy for um, for our relationship to get to the point where we are now because Mm. I was smoking weed and it was drifting us apart, even Mm. though I wanted it to bring us closer together because there were all these new things in my life that I was experiencing from uh, an emotional and mental point of view smoking and also just 
once my channel started growing, all the experiences and all the new things that happened, you know how it yeah, is. Yeah, totally. It's wild. Was only focusing on the cannabis part. And I am so happy that we went to therapy um, and talked about it. And I was able to explain without her feeling attacked that this is important to me. And I really do feel like people need me and I need them. And it's like, this is where I feel like I belong. I can't, I can't walk away from this, but I also don't want to have a terrible relationship with you for the rest of our lives. Wow. And I mean, kudos to you for having that conversation with a parent, which is beyond difficult to do. Yeah. I'm sure. But like taking that risk, you have this reward now where your mom, at least on camera, you guys seem like you had a great relationship going. That's great. Uh, camera too. She's here right now cooking up a Ukrainian storm in the kitchen right now. Oh, amazing. Okay. So what's, when was the first time that you ever smoked with your mom? So um, it was about, I want to say like a year ago or like nine months ago, there was actually a video on YouTube. Um, oh. I uh, lived uh, with Magdazel 420. Mm-hmm. We um, started filming a YouTube video together and halfway through, like it was a Q&A for my mom. And uh-huh. I just kept going, like, will you smoke with me? Because people kept also asking, like, when will you smoke with your daughter? Right. And she was willing to answer all the questions. She was willing to sit next to him. But she's like, no, I don't want to. Go door and you let me be. I don't want And then, like, it was the end of the video. And I was like, all right, I'm going to ask one more time. Will you take a puff with me? And she was like, okay, I do. And I was like, what? Oh, and my God. I was freaking out. We started collecting joints through the house, looking to make sure it was like a hybrid that was a little more indica dominant that didn't give her anxiety. Uh, My roommate and I were just like this, you know, (laughs) running around the house collecting water because she's going to need water. (laughs) Yeah, just like two little helper bees, like (laughs) making sure she's like... To get the weed into her lungs before she changed her mind. So I was like, yeah, getting everything. And she smoked and she didn't mind it. She... Um, smoked cigarettes her whole life. So I'm trying mm. to show her this is a what I consider a much healthier alternative. Perhaps not sure. everyone that way, but that's how I look at it. Sure. And, um, and yeah, this was about, like I said, like about nine months ago. And wow. we're now at where she's tried, I made homemade edibles the other day. She's tried some of those. <gasps> um, she took, I, I will load up a bong for her. I'll load up the chamber and she'll take a little puff at the top. Oh my um, gosh. She takes vape hits. <laughs> My mom's a straight up G. Like she's what a sweetheart. I want a real true testament of love for a daughter by like really uh, taking a step into that world. That's so sweet. Yeah, and I think it really just like showed her that it's not this big bad wolf that mm-hmm. just, you know takes you and turns you into a bad person. It really just what you make of it. You know, you got to be able to handle your liquor. You got to be right. able to handle your weed. That's just. Uh-huh. How- a hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. The now, uh, you have what looks like the most unbelievable collection of every possible thing in the cannabis world. I, the fun thing, because I uh, only started smoking more frequently within the last year, and have loved the the benefits of it more than I did when I was younger, because I just loved drinking so much, and. The amount of, of devices and things that have been created in this industry blows my mind. Yeah. And your collection looks insane. What is the most insane thing? I don't even know what to call it. Piece that you own? I would have to say I have this 
Stugel glass or student glass, um, gravity bong. Uh-huh. It rota- I can show it to you. Let me sure, go. please do. It rotates. So you basically can put the whole blunt in here if you want to and just keep <sighs> rotating it and it'll keep blowing smoke out of the other end. Uh, Seth wow. Rogen used it on his feed like a long time ago and then it just kind of became like a must-have and I, I was able to get my hands on it luckily. So that would that has to be my craziest piece for sure. That is bonkers looking. It looks like you have a full chemistry lab set up in your place. It's beyond crazy to me. Yeah, How do come you... over. We'll do science together. Let's do this. That's what it feels like. How do you clean this stuff? <laughs> That's the other side. I'm looking at all this glassware and I'm like, how do you how do you do that? So I did, as every stoner began with like the rubbing alcohol and salt situation. Okay. But then I got to the point where every time I tried to cook, there wouldn't be any salt. So I, I, stopped, <laughs> um, I stopped doing that. And then I found through Instagram different cleaning solutions. Um, I mostly use Resolution. And it basically just like you put it in your bong, you coat it, you shake it up, and it just removes all your stuff. And then you just got to do a good job at rinsing it out. And- Ones that they're usually reusable, so you can just like go through all your pieces like a couple of bags. It's a pain in the butt, trust me. It's like bathing all your children. Right. That <laughs> might break. If your hands are slippery, something I've broken many pieces just cleaning them, but Sure. But that's the thing, too. Looking at it, you know, you think of it as this like stone or whatever activity. And then you're like, no, there's maintenance and upkeep. And like you have to be pretty like meticulous about all of that. So there's a whole other level of like organization. I think that's probably at play for you, too, which blows my mind. I got a whole room dedicated to just all my smoking stuff so that it's not just all over the house. I did, you know. Sacrifices had to be made. Walk-in closet or smoking room, you know? Right. You're a professional. This is your business. This is how you do it. Okay. What um, what do you suggest as like a starter kit for people that are curious in this world? I think a lot of people start with a dry pipe. And I say we need to let that go. Everybody should have a good experience starting out with at least a water bubbler. Okay. okay. Um, but if you are joined, but don't, don't hurt yourself with dry pipes, but if you are introducing somebody or you are introducing yourself, um, definitely go in the hybrid range. Like I said earlier, indica Mm -hmm. dominant is very good. We don't want anxiety levels. We don't want stress. Right. Usually when we experience something for the first time, it's new and we already kind of freak out a little bit because we're not used to it. So that's why going the indica route or the indica dominant is 100% what I would recommend and having a buddy nearby. Okay. Okay. That's key. That makes sense. What? uh, So now you're a a prominent person in this cannabis industry. What is the cannabis industry like? I have no knowledge of it at all. Oh, it's amazing. Really? (laughs) Everybody is so friendly. Like, I mean, just like every in every situation, there's the occasional person that you don't get along with or you just don't. There's like, an asshole everywhere. Yeah. There's an asshole. I didn't know if I could say asshole. There's an asshole everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, for the most part, everybody really is just gathering for the love of the plant and what it, how it helps us mm-hmm. and how it helps bring people together. We could sit there and talk about how a plant smells for a solid 30 minutes and not <laughs> know who you're talking to, you know? Right. Um, I feel like it's very um, bonding. 
Because when you smoke together, like even you could just see from me and my mom, it just brings a whole other level of connecting. Yeah. Um, boyfriends and girlfriends and husbands and wives. Like I really think that it's important to share that with each other if one wants you to try the other. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, it, everybody's pretty like stoned all the time. Everybody's yeah. chill. There's not very many fights, which I really like. That's um, wonderful. There's a lot of conversations they get. Lots of, you know, stoner, stoner thoughts, get a lot yeah. of conversations going, bring lots of people. And it just feels like a really great community of people that just want to get high together and don't want to harm anybody. And it just That's, feels amazing. There's something very pure and lovely about that. Is there any stigma or any strangeness being a female in that industry? Um, I feel like there's... I. I went through that hump, like okay. where a lot of people were messaging me that I could do something better with my life as a woman. And it just okay. like, irritated me because it's just like, well, first of all, what do you mean as a woman? Like, what, are right. you, what does that mean? Like, I could do everything a man can do, but I could do it in heels. You know? yeah, exactly. And I can bleed from my vagina while doing it. So I <laughs> like, you try that. Come at me. Yeah. And, um, and also it was just like, this is the path that I, I chose. Like I, this is for the first time in my life, I feel like I belong. And yeah. for the, for people that feel like they're in, they felt that before will understand how you will never want to leave that spot when you feel like this is where you belong and this is what you're meant to do. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing, right? Is we're all striving to be part of a community. That's like why YouTube exists. It's why we all interact on social media is because we all want to feel like we're part of something or connecting to something. And so who cares what it is if you feel a sense of, you know, connection with people and like that you belong somewhere and you have purpose somewhere. That's beautiful. Exactly. And nobody's getting hurt. Like, I don't see the harm in that. Yeah. People will come around. I, as I said before, people don't like new. I say this about myself. I don't mm -hmm. like new. It yeah. scares me. Um, and weed to a lot of people is new. You know, yeah. uh, they, the, it's, and even if it's not new, it was never spoken about in a very positive way, even just mm -hmm. by looking on the media and the way the commercials have uh, made it look through years. Yeah. Yeah, it's demonized. It's this uh, it's this monster that's going to take you over. It's drug. Drug is bad. That's what everyone associates You're with. On the pot? Oh, yeah. no. Uh, oh, no. You ate grass? Oh, you're never going back. That uh, devil's lettuce. You can't here. So you've called yourself an activity stoner. Is that right? And that means that basically you get high and you enjoy activities. Which is beautiful because when I get high, my activity is laying down and just watching reality TV and not believing what I'm seeing more than when I'm sober. But what are your top three activities that you get into? Um, uh, 100% some kind of a game or a puzzle and <laughs> filming a YouTube video because I love capturing it and being able... Cause it's, the same thing with smoking is when you were drinking. You don't think you're that high. Yeah, I'm right. not that drunk. Right. Oh, I can smoke more. And then you watch the footage back and you're like, where are my eyes? <laughs> yeah. Why did I pause for three minutes and didn't say a single thing? You what know? was I thinking about? <laughs> Why didn't I read the directions to the game and actually mm -hmm. play it? 
So that's my number one favorite thing, grabbing some random game either on Amazon or in my cabinet where I have a game cabinet and just starting to film a YouTube video. Um, uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube just like is a great escape for me personally. I recommend it to everybody. <laughs> I, I love it. Do you uh, have you posted anything that you've either taken down or has there been any videos you've shot that haven't seen the light of day? Um, I have, I have a lot of videos that I have on deck because, um, this quarantine has just had a very big emotional toll on me with mm. everything else that goes on in our personal lives outside of that. So yeah. I wanted to knock out a bunch of videos so I could take an emotional break from having to film so many. Good. So there are those videos that haven't been seen yet, but they're going to be coming up. Um, other than that, once I film something, I feel like I put my heart and time into it and I, that's what I wanted at the time. And. I feel like it's important to put it out there. Um, That's great. And yeah, I don't think there's anything that I like held back. Oh, God bless you. It's the transparency. That's so lovely. They're just like, here it all is. Take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I show myself smoking weed on the toilet. And once you go there, <laughs> you can't really go back. Holding footage back, you know? Very true. Very true. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we have more questions for Koala Puffs. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Okay, back with Koala Puffs. Who has been the biggest or what has been the biggest influence on on your lifestyle? Obviously, marijuana, but like, has there been a person? Has there been anything along the way that's impacted you? Um, I have been super influenced by Kevin Hart. I know that might sound a little strange to say, um, just cause I feel like he works so hard. He went on so many tours. He's so mm-hmm. funny. He did so many stand up shows, uh, while filming movies. And there were so many movies that were popping out at the same time. Um, I don't know what it is, just him being so happy and just, I just kind of, I, I just relate to him and I just, uh, am so inspired by him and I yeah. don't know. I'm sure that as a person, he's made some mistakes as is everybody else, but I've been very inspired by how hard he's worked and how much he's accomplished. That's cool. I can see a uh, similar energy there. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Well, speaking of movies, you have a movie that you're in, 420, appropriate. <laughs> Who would have known? Right? <laughs> I mean, what a stretch. Uh, tell us about this. Um, uh, so it's a super fun movie. I'm really excited to be a part of it. I'm actually the only influencer that's a part of it. So I was very nervous to be included because there are all these real actors that have been in real things. And then they just brought me in that just blurts out random things all the time. That's wonderful. And also so intimidating. Yeah, it's very intimidating. Um, uh, but the group and the crew and the cast was just so amazing. The movie is basically meant to be watched every 420 to celebrate the day. That's um, right. It is basically about all the different types of stoners and mm-hmm. about a dispensary that's uh, trying to stay open by introducing a new, very amazing strain to the world. And the rest you guys will just have to watch to find out. But I promise oh. it'll give you some giggles. That's so exciting. How was the experience shooting it? Um, uh, We were pretty scrammed to do it all in a short time frame um, to get it all edited and ready by 420. 
So they were pretty long days, but I was so excited. We got to, like I said, work with so many really great people. Um, I've never, I've only, so when I moved to California, I actually did background on shows and movies to make Oh, hell yeah. Uh, So being, (laughs) for the first time, being cast in a movie and seeing background being brought in, and that's what I used to do. And seeing the full circle in like the six and a half years that I've lived here, it, it was just the most surreal moment I've experienced so far. That's bonkers. Also, talk to me about background work. How was that? What was that like? Oh, boy. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've heard stories, but I would love to hear your personal account of it. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work for a little pay and a little bit of food, it seems like. Yeah, you're mostly waiting around a lot or mm. you're they don't book up as many people and you're getting filmed the whole time. But like, you're not important, so you yeah. just kind of have to be quiet. You can't talk. You can't, like, you know, you can't walk away to, like, because they might need you at any second. Um, it's very, very little pay. Um, it's minimum wage, so that's okay. what, you know, it's, it's, it, that's what it went with. Yeah. Um, but Are there any movies or TV shows out there that we might see you in the background of? Oh, yeah, I did. I got booked as a Cheerio on the last season of Glee. So pretty much most of that season, I was on that. Amazing. Um, I was, um, oh, my God, what else? There's there's so many. There's Entourage. There is. um, uh, Oh, my God. This is like a fun Easter egg hunt for your fans to go through and try and find you. (laughs) I actually have a story that I'm willing to share. Please. Um, I have actually done a couple of days of background in porn. And I've had people tweet me a screenshot. And like, oh is you in the back? I'm like, why are you on the <laughs> Okay, two things. Uh, what, one, um, uh, kudos to you for having a broad spectrum of work. Uh, and two, I didn't know that that was a thing, that you could be a background actor in a porn. Listen, and that's what everybody says. And let me explain to you how this happens. When they do a very scandalous scene, for example, on a school bus. Okay. There has to be a bunch of school girls that are sitting on the bus already that are like wondering what's going on. Oh, while these people God. are banging because nobody would stop the bus and get off, you know, mm-hmm. people and be like, oh, so that, that, <laughs> That is your back or background. Or if you like, we did a bar scene. There was a bar scene. Wow. Listen, uh, it's free porn right in front of you. They let you film if you want to. They don't care if you FaceTime your mom. They're like, <laughs> show off our craft. It's fine. Um, um, it's, wow. You know, they pay way more than regular. <laughs> <laughs> they have way better craft services. The craft <laughs> services is that amazing. <laughs> Wow. So I'm sure in comparison, your mom's probably pretty into what you're doing now. (laughs) You know, my mom, I don't think we've ever talked. I know she knows about the porn background, but we've never talked about it. And as long as I mean, that's the safest porn background to present to a parent. 
that you were in a porn fully clothed. <laughs> I was always fully clothed. They did ask me a few times if I wanted to be topless. I was like, I do not. No, thank you. But Good I for you. I'm over here with my hands up. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was just a very crazy, fun experience. Like, every person that was doing background there was very open sexually. So we had yeah. really fun conversations during lunchtime. Wow. Uh, that kind of background, you know, honestly, I would recommend once or twice. Just <laughs> Just no, for the just that time. You meet a lot of people, you make some good connections, you have some like nice conversations. What's to lose? There's nothing you honestly <laughs> like you'll get you literally like you'll become friends with some porn stars. There's really nothing bad about that. I, uh, I got some really good tips. I've been uh <laughs> I've been crushing the dating game here with the tips I learned. Okay. But yeah, that's a, uh, that's quality stuff. I mean, that's priceless quality. information. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I did want to ask you. Okay. So you, um, adopted a koala. Is this true? Or you, you sponsor one. So yes, uh, somebody gifted me one for my birthday a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and then I went ahead and did another one once the fires were going on. Uh, and then I realized that it would probably just help a lot more to just try to raise money for these organizations in Australia that are actually helping and going out there and saving these animals and providing the medical care. So we did a live stream where I ate a milligram for every dollar that was donated. Wow. Uh, we split it uh, upon three different organizations, and I did a match. Um, I was willing to do it up to $10,000. So altogether, we raised like 5700 for the three organizations combined. Wow. And that you you must be uh, must have been feeling pretty good about yeah, all so of it. I was so stoned. I felt really good, but I was really... So we broke it up into different days when we took the edibles, and I had a friend that was helping me, but... Um, just through that one live stream, we donate, we got $1,200 donated to, um, in like 30 minutes to that's the amazing organizations. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, do you have a bucket list or, um, some people that you most want to smoke with in a video? Oh, Miley Cyrus. Very uh, much so. Yeah. Um, uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Joe Rogan. All the Rogans. Snoop Dogg. Give me the Rogans. Snoop Dogg. Um, Rihanna. Um, I feel like you can manifest this. I feel like this can happen for you. I would really love that. I, I have uh, gotten a chance to smoke with one person that I never thought I would that was pretty famous. I can't mention the name just, okay. just out of privacy. Uh, sure. But uh, it definitely blew my mind, again, how cannabis can just make the most outrageous things happen that you never thought would amazing yeah what's the like what's the 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 most popular feedback that you get from your instagram or your youtube channel like or what's the most common feedback that you get um the most thing that i the thing that i see the most has got to be just people saying that they appreciate that i'm myself um Mm. i Frequently have boogers in my nose and I am okay with it. I showed myself trimming my nose hairs. Like I yeah. show off my pimples. Like we, you know, I name my pimples. We kind of embrace everything that's natural. And the most, I think, feedback is people have really become more okay with who they are because they're, or so they say, because I am publicly being, you know, showing that doesn't matter what you got going on. It is totally okay. And yeah. you got to own it. 
Um, and that's what keeps me going, honestly, especially during a time like this. It frequently makes me question, what am I doing this for? Why am I, are me, is me filming these videos? Is it doing it? I'm sure you have the same thing. Like, Oh, girl, yeah, that it's that uh, is what I'm doing trite kind of thing. Does this matter? What really matters? Could I be doing something better? And I think there is a big demand for people wanting to see exactly what you're doing. I want you to continue doing it and want you to be every emotion that you're feeling and it's really nice because I feel like I can genuinely be angry or be sad or be hurt or be happy and feel hyper bouncing off the walls and I can go on my Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat and it's completely accepted and it's again an occasional asshole that's gonna be like oh you should stop being that way (laughs) you're like you're not the first person to tell me this so it doesn't affect me and in fact I, I and I'm I, you know, that, that jerk that goes out of my way to say like, no, like I'm not going to stop being this way because mm. I, I prevented me from being me because of people like you for so long. And I am done. Yeah. Like I'm not going to let another person like you prevent me from being me and prevent other people from being themselves. Like that's, you need to take your toxic energy away. Good for you. Snap, snap, snaps all the way around. Because <laughs> I'm a savage. Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you did a movie, you're doing your YouTube, and you're also doing music. I did have a, a song that came out. It's called Smoking by Myself. Totally yeah. off brand, I know. Those uh, are yeah. Never smoked, never smoked. I've never done the, the pot one. Uh-uh. Um, nothing's aligned. The movie, the song, everything. <laughs> um, I honestly am just very grateful for my manager, Seth. He popped into my life um, a couple of months before Christmas, and... Um, has been able to take a lot of work off my shoulders and help me do things that I don't think I would have been able to do on my own. So Amazing. I'm very grateful. Um, I hope he's listening right now. Thank you, Seth. Thank um, you, Seth. And um, that has been, you know, he presents the opportunity on the table and I'm always down to try something as long as I feel comfortable. And, sure. and you know, um, I tried to give my 100% and whether it's the best thing that's out there or not, uh, i I'm not ashamed of anything that you know we're putting out there, and I'm really, really happy that okay. I've been able to branch out and try so many new things and have such a supportive feedback from my fans. That's amazing. Is there going to be more music? Um, so we were working on some more music, but I wasn't completely in love with it, and I want to feel the way with my music that I do with my videos. I want to like rewatch them and re-listen over and over and be in love. So we started from scratch for right now. Put the other two songs that we were working on on the side. And kind of trying to come up uh, with something new now. So awesome. Um, we're definitely going to try to release some more music. I just don't know when. Cool. Well, good for you for having standards and wanting to make sure that it's the best it can be. I think people appreciate that, even if they have to wait. Yeah, I thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Of course. OK, we're going to take one last break. When we get back, we have a bunch of Twitter questions for you. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Okay, Koala Puffs, before we get into these Twitter questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that is on the podcast. The first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? (laughs) Um, I... 
I don't know why, but Justin Bieber is the first person that popped into my head, and I don't okay. really know why. Maybe I, it would turn into a fun food fight, or maybe not. I don't know. It would be fun to find out where that would go. Yeah, I feel like that would be a very pleasant TikTok to watch. I, uh, yeah, I, you know what? I feel we got to give it a try now. Yeah, I think this can happen. I think you smoke weed with Miley Cyrus. You both go to his house and you throw some cold spaghetti on him and then you see where the day takes you. It either is going to go really bad or really good. So roll the dice. Uh, Okay. The other question I ask every single guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story uh, or close call. A bathroom related incident, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine, for example, is college jogging front lawn. (laughs) Okay. Mine, unfortunately, is almost (laughs) yesterday after mushrooms. (laughs) Oh, I've been there. And that is a very dangerous experience, (laughs) especially when you catch your reflection on mushrooms in a mirror and you get distracted and... It uh, it takes a second to reorient yourself. <laughs> yeah, but you still gotta go. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> your body doesn't stop working when your brain's off somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, okay. I now made it to the bathroom. I want to clarify. I did not shit my pants. I made it by the yeah. Mushrooms Good. have an effect on your stomach. <laughs> oh yeah. You, it's a it's a very sensitive beast. Um, okay. Let's get into these Twitter questions for you. Okay, let's see. Oh, Cushy Pines 37 wants to know if you could go back and tell your younger self about now, what would you say? You're not going to believe this shit, but you're going to really like weed one day. (laughs) Yeah, you got to lay it all out there. Listen, stop being so judgmental of people smoking weed because you're going to be there. Look. Very fair. Uh, okay. Uh, your bud Anelia asks, would you ever start a podcast of your own? Um, I've considered it. I wanted to do like a Dear Annie thing, but I wanted to do Dear Koala. I was just a little concerned because I do have such a comedic route that I go with my things that if the advice got a little serious that my uh, comedy would be taken as an insensitivity when I would just want to be brightening the mood. So that was my only concern that I had with going that route, but still kind of marinating on the idea. I think you can marry those together. I think there's a way that you can make that happen. And I'm you curious. So? Yeah, I'm curious to see how it works. I think that could be really nice. Um, Maybe we should try it. Why not? Brandy wants to know being in the cannabis industry, what do you find is the hardest thing? Uh, and then she asked, do people take you less serious? Is it being hard? Is it hard being able to go out in public? I love how connected you stay with your fans. Does it ever become too much? Oh my goodness. Okay. Lots well, of questions. Let's, let's go step by step. What was the first one? I'm okay. Uh, being in the cannabis industry, what's the hardest part? Um, uh, I think the hardest part is not putting too much pressure on yourself because once you're uh, more so cannabis public. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like the world is putting pressure on you with the, how frequently you got to release content or what type. And at the end of the day, it's just on your in your mind. And that was, that was really difficult for me to learn, but I did. And I feel great for that. So I feel like the most difficult thing is to just not put so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. And um, just go with it. Yeah. Do you feel, it must feel sometimes the pressure of having to only create cannabis content. 
Um, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, I usually have a harder time outside of the cannabis content because I feel like everything else has already been done and done in the best way possible. So who am I stepping in China? Sure. You know, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think does well the other part of that question too and i'm curious about this because you are uh to a great degree you make a point to be so interactive with your fans on all um social media platforms does that ever become too much for you oh yes all the time yeah Um, (laughs) but it's worth it it Mm -hmm. the amount of people that tell me that I get them through the day or through some difficult times that they're going through or just, you know, how I I taught them something about cannabis and introduced them to some things that they didn't know about. It makes all the little asshole DMs and irritating little things that people say like worth it because in the long run, the impact that I feel like I'm making is lasting longer than the impact that these rude comments are making on me. So Totally. That's a great way to see it. Uh, someone wants to know, how is it living with three dogs now? You have three dogs? I just adopted a new dog yesterday. Yes. His name is Max. He's a German shepherd. Uh, I have a chihuahua named Tony and a pit bull named Aria. And, um, actually thank you to Twitter. Somebody tweeted me a week ago and said that, um, uh, somebody was fostering a dog and, uh, their fostering situation wasn't working out. And because he was so big it might have a difficult time getting adopted Mm -hmm. Um, would I be able to take another dog in um so I just put my dogs in the car and with social distancing tried to introduce our dogs and and see if they like would at least get along so that we wasn't aggressive towards people and towards animals and we signed the adoption papers yesterday at 11 30 in the morning he's officially ours Wow, congratulations. Oh, boy. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. You have a house of pups now. I love dogs so much. I I love animals in general, um, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely way, just way, way, way more of a dog person than anything else. And so having... I used to live in a in Koreatown in a studio apartment where, like, my dog Aria and I barely fit. So to be able to see ourselves here now so many years later, like, four, and... Mm -hmm have be able to fit basically a horse of a German shepherd <laughs> problem and provide our yard for Aria that's been able oh. to been cooped up with me just because helping me with my anxiety through the years. It's been yeah. really nice to see. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, okay. Someone wants to know what is a hidden talent or what is a talent that you wish you had? I wish I could draw, man. Some people <laughs> like, could just like put out a piece of paper and like, and just like, create the most magical things and my stick figures look messed up i just can't do anything so i would definitely please i wish i could have someone teach my brain how to draw please i love that i know and i know that feeling too uh i've uh when i've done mushrooms before that i really get into a moment where i think i'm the most amazing artist that i'm like suddenly it's clicked in and this painting's gonna be so beautiful and people are gonna be so shocked that i've had this hidden talent for years and then the next morning i look at it and i'm like that is garbage that's straight trash uh, i've done that exact same thing <laughs> yeah. i've done mushrooms in joshua tree sat out in the backyard and painted what i saw 
Yes. And I thought I had done the most amazing, like, oh. oh my God, this is a copy of exactly what I'm seeing. And yeah, like, exactly. I'm magnificent with my artistic <laughs> skills. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the next day I, we were checking out and I was like, let's just leave these paintings here yeah. for the, the Airbnb owner. Cause like, I don't need to keep this. This is bad. <laughs> like, This is the gift uh, I'm giving back to the universe right now. Here's your tip for giving us a great house to chip on. Right. Uh, Someone wants to know, what do you see for the future of the cannabis industry and the entertainment world? Um, I see the cannabis industry expanding and becoming way more accepted through the years. And the more that we uh, provide education and introduce our friends and family members the right way to it, the faster we could get there. Mm and the inter- cannabis entertainment, I'm really excited to see. Honestly, the one thing I really look forward to is seeing cannabis commercials at the Super Bowl, man. <gasps> uh, I, that's what that's I'm so true. To. I know that it's coming one day and I hope that I, I hope it's sooner rather than later. And I just like all the movies that are coming out and how much it's much more accepted on Netflix and shows. And mm-hmm. um, there's a new streaming um, service, Quibi, that's coming out that's uh, 420 friendly. Yeah. We'll have some more content on there. So I'm re- I really think of Super Bowl one day, it's going to happen. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you stood there fighting us all these years. <laughs> I love it. I hope you're yelling at the commercial and that you're also in the commercial that you're yelling at. <laughs> I really hope that. I really do. Yes. I oh. In the same sweater, just with the mushrooms on it, just screaming at them because I'm unhappy with how long this took. I love it. Uh, okay. Last question before we wrap up. What's the weirdest thing you've made a bowl from? Um, uh, ooh, I've definitely done some weird things. Um, I feel like you get very, very creative with your... I'm like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like poking holes in everything in this one and seeing if I could smoke out of it, you know? Right? Like, I've done fruits, vegetables, pizzas, the ground. Oh, I've done one of those, like, uh, the headrests in a car where you put a joint in one end and you smoke it at the other end. It just goes all around. I've done that. What? I don't I can't even brain that. So, you know, the headrest in your car, how you can yeah. pull it out and has the two sticks coming out of it. So you just oh, put it right back in. yeah. You put a joint in one and you put your lipsies on the other and you just like smoke. I don't know why you do it. Wow. Hey, I mean, that's creative. <laughs> It's unnecessary, but you know what? Try it once or twice, and then you know, and then you you move on. I wouldn't have had this answer for this podcast if I didn't do it. (laughs) Uh, We appreciate it, Uh, Koala. We've come to the end of the podcast, but before this all wraps up, uh, we normally, when we record these in person, have a personalized fortune cookie that we give to our guests. But because we're doing this remotely, we sent you a little file that's a digital fortune cookie that has a personalized fortune in it just for you. Let me know if you if you got it. If you want to open that and read us what the fortune is. Picture of a cookie and then a picture of it being open. That's very nice. Uh, unfortunately, 2020 does not pass the vibe check. The vibe has passed this expiration and will be available for the renewal possibly by 2021. Oh, man. What a fortune. <laughs> we agree. Can we just throw the whole 2020 away and start fresh with 2021? Let's just scrap right? everything that's happening currently. 
Let's cleanse. Let's cleanse. Uh, I'm going to fake eat the cookie now. Love it. Love it. Uh, Okay. Koala Puffs, this has been so lovely. It's been so fun to hear about your world. Where can people find you and everything you're doing if they don't already know? Um, Honestly, if you just search Koala Puffs on the beautiful world of the Googles, uh, Mm -hmm. on my Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube will come up. Um, I also have uh, my website, koalapubs.com, that has all of those social channels linked there and much more. So Sweet. And you also have a bunch of really cute merch, I want to add, for anyone out there looking for fun shirts. It's very cute. I have uh, hoodies that say, bring me weed. And it is uh, known that if you wear it, somebody will eventually bring you weed. So you must have it. What a beautiful guarantee. Again, thank you so much. Guys, make sure you go check her out. Also, watch 420 when it comes out. It's going to be a lovely, wonderful film. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz. Edited by Shireen Lani Yunus. Post-production sound by Chris Henry and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. <laughs> <laughs>